Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host. Mark is here as well. We have a great show for you. As a reminder, you can watch this show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We also have our Patreon with an exclusive weekly after show that you can listen to as a podcast or watch as a video. You can find more information about that at patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. On this show, we're going to discuss an honest jackpot winner. Rio's stunning new outdoor LED lights, they really have transformed the outside of that property. Green Valley Ranch and its new high limit room, plus other renovations. The new carpet at Downtown Grand, looking at Mirage's Volcano Uncovered. The insane views from Old Red's new rooftop bar. Media coverage of the pedestrian law. And of course, Marriott and MGM announced details of their partnership, plus MGM raised resort fees all in the same week. A lot to cover on this show, but we got it all for you. As a reminder, if you enjoy this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review and apple Podcasts, spotify it helps us out a lot thanks so much for listening let's hit it so mark did you see that lucky gambler at the plaza she won thirteen hundred dollars they interviewed her for social media and maybe they wish they didn't because they asked her what are you going to do with your winnings your big jackpot that you hit and she was very honest and said oh i'm gonna probably put it back in the machine <laughs> yeah a big jackpot we, we've been showing like million dollar jackpots on $500 bets and stuff like this. And this was a $1,300 jackpot, which I still think is crazy that it's a hand pay and that you need to fill out form. We need to like raise that already. It should be like three or $4,000 by now. Let's make it easier on everybody. I mean, you got to appreciate the honesty, right? Yeah. Yeah. It works on me every time. So there we go. <laughs> So, Mark, we talked a little bit about Rio and their food hall on the last show. People can go refer back to that for the prices and what it's looking like now. But there's one other Rio story we have to cover, and that is the lights on the outside of the building. They've now got those LEDs installed, multicolor, a huge upgrade from what was there before. Yeah, it looks really cool. I mean, they missed it a bit. It would have been cool to have it like during F1 and all that and and had a a show of their own or or maybe gotten some footage of it on TV. But it looks really cool and something to draw your eye to it. There hasn't been really a reason to look at Rio for the last several years. So good on them for, for doing this improvement. And then Let's see, you know, the Rio and the casino come back to the old days. For locals who have watched this building slowly deteriorate for the last 20 years, this is great news. Obviously, they've been painting it, doing all that for months. But yeah, seeing these lights light up with new tech looks great. And hopefully it'll draw people in. And hopefully it's a sign of what's to come inside. Like we both said, we're holding our breath to see what the casino looks like when they're all done. Yeah, I think bring it back. Like we've talked about the lack of theming. You have the property. It, it was really themed. You had the show and everything like that. So bring all that back and, and do it up and, and do it a little bit nicer. And I think you have opportunity there. You already got the rooms fixed up. While I don't love the Fred Flintstone steak table, uh, the rest of it looks pretty nice. Everybody's had good reviews of it, clean and all that. So we just need a little bit of that love in the casino. I think it'll be a property people will go to again. So from Rio's lights to the Las Vegas lights, our soccer team, our beloved soccer team, because they do so many cool events, but they've been sold to former Major League Baseball star Jose Batista. He's the new principal owner, says he believes in Las Vegas as a market, believes in the community. But the big question is, will he keep up all of these cool fan things that they've done? He has said that they're going to focus a lot more on winning, I guess, than the previous owners. So maybe that's a good thing, too. Yeah, I looked at the standings before because uh, the Detroit team's in the same league and Las Vegas was the, the worst team in the whole league. So good thing they don't have uh, relegation like they do over in Europe and stuff, uh, you know, because you might be... De- 
knocked down a bit. But no, I, I think that's the biggest fear is all the cool stuff. And we've talked about it on this show many times, like the unique stuff they do, parking your car up on the uh, right by the field, the kiddie pools on the side of the field, all this like crazy stuff. But maybe that took away from the actual product and, and the players on the field and all that. So maybe he can find a, a good medium between the two of them and, and do some cool stuff and get a better product for people to watch. As long as he doesn't get rid of the helicopter cash drops, we're all good because that is a very unique, fun thing. And yeah, I mean, it's been cool to see how this team has sort of made its way in the community and been very successful with these types of unique, quirky events and things that they do. But as you said, it hasn't really translated to wins on the field. And like I said, I'm the one who's advocating for the lights to become an MLS team. Forget relegation, Mark. Let's promote them up 18 leagues and put them in the major (laughs) leagues. So let's talk Green Valley Ranch. They announced some new stuff this week and I was walking there this week and they've taken back some of the walls so the old buffet area they are converting it into different things and we saw a few months ago they revealed that bar that's in the center that's sort of where the old cashier was for the buffet now the right side which is the new high limit area is open and i was there so i got some video footage for you guys and i will say it's beautiful it looks very red rock very durango as well does not look like the italian theming of green valley ranch so this whole area where the buffet used to be sort of clashes a little bit in my opinion but it's very very beautiful and high end yeah it looks really nice Uh, i watched the video on twitter or x and it, it looked beautiful it does seem a bit more modern in a little bit just kind of what we've seen everywhere like the lighter colors the cooler walls and all that stuff and just kind of a revamp of everything we've been seeing in vegas which is kind of disappointing but also you know what's working for everybody so i understand that the bar looks awesome and we've always said high limit might be like the little hack to go in there and get better drinks and maybe the uh the slots aren't any more than you play out in the regular uh, area so definitely better service better drinks check it out you never know what what you'll find in there yeah the flooring is very interesting because it transitions from the old flooring to this new flooring and this very wide walkway. They used to have machines that went all the way up to the front of the buffet. Now that area is just all walkway. So it does feel a lot more open. They also announced the two restaurants that are going to come into the other part of that space, uh, which are going to be from the Blue Ribbon restaurants. You're going to have Blue Ribbon Sushi, which has been at Red Rock since 2017. So this will be a sister restaurant. And then a new Mediterranean restaurant called Ortikia or something like that, uh, where you're going to have cool Mediterranean food. Again, this looks very similar to the high limit as far as decor. We only have some concept images, but this whole area is going to look very different from the rest of the casino, yet it looks very uh, high-end and nice. Yeah, I think it's you know what we've been seeing out of them uh, on their other properties, and maybe Green Valley is going to get updated in the future and, and match all of this, and this is the start of it. Who knows? I know some people will probably be upset by that, though. Yeah, raising my hand here. The, it's got this Tuscan <laughs> Italian theming. We don't need the whole modern, I don't know, I, I'm okay with this, but let's keep some of that cool theming that keeps GVR what it is. But this high limit room looks like it could be in a strip resort. looks like a big step up from the old space, which is also still under construction. There's a few spaces under construction, so it's hard to tell where exactly everything is going, but it's uh, coming along and these walls should be coming down soon. It's been about a year of construction there. So we'll keep you guys updated. I'm over there pretty often. So I'll grab some video to throw up next time I'm there to let you know the latest. (laughs) As a reminder, our Patreon is now going We have our weekly after show. You can watch it, listen to it as a podcast. $5 a month gets you access to that, plus all of our previous shows. Head over to patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas for more information. So it must be carpet season in Las Vegas, Mark, because all of this new carpet is coming. We talked about Luxor. uh, We know Mandalay Bay, New York, New York. Tons of places have gotten new carpet. 
And downtown Grand apparently is in for the fun. And they have this new blue carpet that I think looks beautiful. And it's a big improvement over the old one. The only problem is they're using carpet tiles and not actual carpet. And that the corners don't match up and it looks terrible. So they took this beautiful design and then just made it look bad. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that in in the photos. And I think anything getting away from those brown and maroon and reddish type of carpets that we saw early 2000s in the 90s, all that stuff, it just always looked dirty to me. So I like the, the the move to the blues and, and the more color and all that stuff. But yeah, the way they're laying it out, like, I don't know if they didn't come with instructions or what. I'm assuming there's some type of way you could do it that it would make sense with the tiles, like match them up, just like wall tiles and floor tiles. But <laughs> the guy putting them in is just slapping them down and it looks horrible. It's kind of disjointed. And I'm, I'm guessing when you're walking, it's going to kind of throw you off and feel weird. Like, I wonder if it's going to drive people out because it will feel out of place. Subconsciously, you're going to look at it and be like, something's wrong here. It's almost like this guy made an effort to make a mismatch as much as possible instead of trying to make them match up. I mean, it's really bad. I looked through several different photos of it and trying to see, okay, is there a spot? And it just seems like every tile has these weird mismatch uh, things. So no good for that. But I do like the design. And I don't know. We'll see how it looks when it's all done, if it's as bad well, you as like- it seems. You like what you think the design should look like, because we don't really know. (laughs) So Mirage's fountains are uncovered. Here's a rare look at what Mirage's fountains look like without any water in them. And I suppose maybe our final look before they tear it all out. They're doing construction there for the Super Bowl and that whole fan thing that they have going on there. And now we see all the pumps and all of the cool equipment that makes the Mirage Fountain go. It's kind of neat to see. Yeah, it's good to see behind the scenes a little bit. And it is kind of amazing how realistic it looks when it's just like water and lights and and what they've been able to do. And this was put in so long ago that it was kind of ahead of its time in, in that aspect. And I mean, it'll be sad to see it go. Hopefully we still get it brought back up. Hopefully, you know, them building the snow mountain or whatever they're putting over top of it isn't the end of it. Maybe we get a little bit of a a runway there because I still haven't been able to see it the last couple times. So I'm hoping one more trip uh, I get in there and get get to witness it actually running. The chatter is Hard Rock is delayed on whatever their transition is and funding issues and all kinds of stuff. Not that it's not going to happen, but I expect we'll see the volcano come back for a while and we'll have a good announcement and a lot of lead time before it goes away. And I would expect Hard Rock as a transition for Mirage will be many years away at this point. We don't see any sort of traction on that department, and it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen very soon. Remember, they were supposed to start construction at the beginning of this year, and again, nothing announced. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. I did want to update everybody on Old Red. We talked about it. We showed the insides of it on the last show, but we got some better looks at that rooftop bar area overlooking the Bellagio Fountains and the Strip. And, you know, I imagined what this would look like before it opened, and then seeing these videos, it looks exactly that good is this the best vantage point of the bellagio fountains in the strip i mean this is incredible yeah i think it's uh, one of the better places to hang out and have a drink and, and witness that at night and it wasn't very busy i know it was like during the week and probably a little bit cold and nobody wants to be outside and when it's cold especially if you're in vegas so i, I understand that but if you can get out there when it's not crowded i think in like peak summer it's going to be just wall-to-wall people and maybe like a club type atmosphere we'll see how that all plays out but it looks great cool views i mean even the inside looks cool it's a little bit weird, you know, with it going straight up, it feels like, uh, you know, with the different bel- balconies inside, but it, it's still all the reds and lights popping everywhere. It looks like a really cool place to watch a game or or just have a, a couple beers and hanging out. I wonder how many of Cromwell's rooms lost views of the fountains, because that was one of the more interesting views of the fountains from the Cromwell, because you were above street level. But, you know, not so high like you are in some other hotels and you got a kind of a different view. And I think 
OLED, not all of them, but I think a lot of those rooms will be blocked from now on. But then you can just get that view from OLED, so it all works out. The Cromwell is still great. Whatever <laughs> you think, Mark, uh, we'll, we'll let you keep thinking it. One quick thing, the pedestrian bridges running through that area and everywhere on the Strip, we talked about that pedestrian law where you could potentially get a ticket for stopping. And this got national media attention. Like the headlines are insane. Every national publication, local news all over the country covering it. How next time you try to take a picture in Las Vegas, you're going to get a ticket. You're going to break the law. Terrible coverage for Las Vegas. Why do these county commissioners not understand what's happening and how what they do affects the vision of the city? I don't know. But everybody's talking about take a picture, commit a crime. Yeah. And th- I mean, that's just bad reporting to a point as well. And that's kind of what the news is these days. They just take something and make it as over the top as possible, uh, which is sad to see. But they also should have drilled it down a bit more and said, we don't want people selling stuff. We don't want the street performers on the bridge. Instead of anybody can't stop on the bridge, they should have been more specific on what they wanted out of it. And I think it would have been covered better. But you know, it is what it is. You take your punches, right? Are people who don't pay too much attention to Las Vegas getting these messages, though, that Vegas is unfriendly towards them with all the F1 construction and all of this that don't come to Vegas because you're going to get a ticket. No, as you said, right? Everybody's still coming. The numbers are still record. So even though it gets these crazy national attention, people still want to come gamble, play and enjoy themselves. I mean, it's still Vegas. So there a lot of people probably don't even pay attention to that stuff. I'm sure it does detract some people, but other people just don't care. So there, there's always an influx that will backfill whatever, you know, you're missing out on, it seems. So you got a new comp offer from Resorts World, and I thought it was worth, you know, passing on. When was the last time you played there? So I haven't been there since the opening weekend when we stayed and checked all everything out. I played a little bit, maybe like an hour or two. And the offer is $125 in free play, $75 in dining credit, and then a three-night stay at the Hilton Hotel, the lowest tier hotel there and it's good for february i'm guessing blacked out for super bowl and stuff like that but kind of out of the blue i might have gotten one other offer like last year sometime but i haven't been in the casino since then so a couple years and i wasn't really expecting anything Uh, to be honest i can't even log in i never set up the online uh, login i don't have my player's card anymore so i don't I don't know if I'm going to even mess with it to try to get in there to see what I can do, but it is a pretty decent offer. And if I could easily book it, uh, I would have taken advantage of it. Yeah, that's a great offer for not spending too much time in the casino. And even if it took years to get it as a local, I still never get comp offers from most places uh, with the small play. You know, that's a good strategy. A lot of people talk about join a loyalty program, put some play there. Their algorithms are going to determine what your future value is, even though your future value may not quite be there and you may get offers. But I want to know other locals, do you get comp offers from these or do you get different offers like MGM, uh, Caesars a little bit, you know, Cosmo we've talked about. I get that Sahara, we get free offers from. But for the most part, like Resorts World, all we get is a few free play, right? And, you know, we played more in the casino early on than you did. So, yeah, it's interesting. But check your offers, check your emails, log into their app, see what they're offering because they look like they're trying to fill their rooms. Yeah, I mean, at least they're being proactive and and trying to get people. It just I wish it would have happened earlier. I might have been more, you know, involved. This is what Fountain Blue needs to learn. You hit hard early and get people used to it, and then you start to take it away. And maybe hopefully they love it enough that they don't notice or they don't care or they just keep playing. So MGM and Marriott announced their partnership, or well, they announced their partnership last year. It was supposed to start last year. We believe the cyber attack delayed it. And then this year, we know they're launching it sometime and they still don't give us a date on when it's coming, but they finally gave us some of the perks and stuff like that. We're going to go into detail on this in a future show when it gets closer, when we know what the date is, because I don't think there's a huge point in discussing all this right now. But just know that if you're a Marriott elite, you are not going to get matched to MGM status. We sort of knew that was going to happen anyway, based on their language previously, but there's no hack like with Hyatt 
where you can get free parking and all of this with your Marriott status. So a uh, boohoo, those days are done. Yeah. And the other big takeaway or the big negative is that you have to book through Marriott's site in order to get the Elite Nights, uh, which was kind of a, a thing that a lot of people in, with Hyatt did, where they book it through MGM to get used comp nights or like super cheap nights that they could get through MGM, and they would still earn the Elite Night at Hyatt. So they figured all that out. They don't want to mess with that anymore. So you have to book it directly. Usually anybody that plays at MGM will probably get a better deal booking through MGM. So I don't know how useful it'll be for a lot of people. But if you do have status with Marriott and the and the prices are the same, at least you should get uh, some comps and food credits and stuff like that. So that's kind of nice. But overall, I think it's a, a negative compared to what they had with Hyatt for sure. A huge negative. And if you ever looked at Hyatt sites for the prices for Vegas back in the day, always higher than even when you weren't logged in on MGM site, they always had lower prices. So yeah, that stinks. But we'll cover more on that as we get closer and we get a final date on when it's all being integrated. But speaking of MGM, it's January, and that means they're going to raise resort fees, Mark. And they just did it on schedule. Last year in January, they did it. And this year, they're doing it again. January 16th is when all of the resort fees went up without really any notice. So they're already in effect. And they top out at $50 now. Now, keep in mind, there's taxes on top of this. So if it's a $50 resort fee, you're looking at you know, $55, $56 in taxes. But let's start there. $50, Aria, Vidara, Bellagio, Cosmopolitan. $45, Mandalay Bay, Delano, MGM Grand. $42, New York, New York, Park MGM, Signature, and Nomad. $37 for Excalibur and Luxor. As you know, many nights, Excalibur and Luxor are less than $37 for the room rate. Kind of crazy, but all of these are increases of 2 $3, something like that. And we finally hit the $50 resort fee. Yeah, it's not a huge increase overall. It's still kind of sticker shock when you hear the $50, but it was still like high 40s before, you know, so it's not astronomical or anything. People will get upset, of course. You did an article several years ago showing that with resort fees, the prices have been kind of stagnant in Vegas. It was just a way of them keeping more of the money. And that's still somewhat the case, but the prices are so high now that it doesn't really track anymore. That This is just them taking a bigger slice out of it you know, keeping their cut, but also charging more uh, on the other side of things too for the actual room rate. So it's sad to see that you're getting double dipped a bit, but it kind of is what it is in Vegas. I forget what the original resort fees were. I think they were around $10, I want to say, but people can correct me in the comments. No more than $20. We've just seen them over the last, I guess it's been what, almost 15 years that we've had resort fees coming out of the Great Recession. So it's nuts to see this, but not unexpected. Everybody else will follow suit. $50 will be the top and then It'll be 55 and then it'll be 60. I don't know how far they can push this because, you know, when you're talking about a room rate and then you're talking about adding almost $60 with taxes on top of it, you know, it does add up. But again, just calculate your room cost with resort fee and the room rate. That's how you should compare properties and that's how you should do your shopping. Don't forget about the resort fee. Everybody discloses it up front now, which is nice. It's better than it was in the past, even if it's more expensive. Yeah, and that's one of the big things we lost with the Hyatt partnership is getting that gold match status to get the the waived resort fees, which was big. But I think we've seen over the years that it doesn't really deter people from staying at these hotels. You know, we saw Caesars try to do it where they ran a big promo, no resort fees, you know, years and years ago. That didn't last too long. Virgin, when it came out, oh, we're not going to charge resort fees. And then everybody ends up adding them on because I think they see that it doesn't drive any extra business. 
people aren't like going out of their way to stay there just to avoid the resort fees. I know there are some that do that, but it's not a big enough, uh, you know, blip for them to, to pay attention to. So I think everybody has noticed that, hey, if I charge the resort fees, people are still going to stay here. So I'll do whatever I want. And that's where we're at. Yeah. And it's not Vegas only, right? I mean, I'm just in Orlando and just the Hyatt Regency in Orlando, I think has a $38 resort fee now. And every big city, they have destination fees or resort fees or whatever. And it's becoming a big problem. And one of the reasons I love Hyatt globalist status, uh, RIP MGM Hyatt, is that it does waive resort fees for you when you're staying at properties. And that changes the economics of my stays significantly because just like in Vegas, those properties are pricing their rates with the resort fees sort of baked in. But, you know, no more MGM gold for us. No more hacking that MGM resort fee. Sad days. And, you know, i considering doing a couple quick stays before the end of the month for reviews and stuff just because I still have my gold status because this adds up, man, $50, $60 a night. Even the lower end properties, you're over 40 with taxes. That's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, especially for people losing MGM Gold. Yeah, that's a lot of beers at the center bar at Dirty Castle. You know, we want to keep that money in our pockets. Exactly. So let us know what you guys think about resort fees. These increases, are they a huge deal? Percentage-wise, no. But if we look at over the years, it's a big jump. So let us know what you guys think about that. I'm sure, based on previous experience, a lot of you are upset about it. Downtown Grand's Carpet. The Mirage Fountains, Old Red's views of the fountains too. Let us know what you guys think about everything we talked about on this show. We do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. We'll be back in a couple days with another show. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time.